is more education really the answer to solving your money woes? We take a look at grad school and whether or not it's really right for you. Welcome to Adulting, a podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting. I am Harlan Landis, and I am here with Miranda Marquette. How are you doing this week, Miranda? I'm doing great. How are you? I am also doing great. Awesome. So today we're talking about graduate degrees. Graduate degrees have long been a gateway to some higher level jobs, but only in certain industries. The question that we want to find out is whether grad school, whether getting a master's degree or some other graduate degree is right for you. Yeah, and that's that's a question that is very personal and something you have to come up with on your own. One of the things that you do have to be careful about is the idea of going to grad school as a way to kind of get you out of a tough employment situation. During the recession and shortly after the recession, I knew a lot of people who were like, oh, I'm going to go to grad school. I can't find a job, so I'm just going to go to grad school. And sometimes that's not the best option. Sometimes just going to grad school to go to grad school just means that you get into even more debt and make an even, you know, make a difficult financial situation even more difficult. So I think it's important to take a step back and look at whether or not grad school is really the thing for you. Okay, well, there are certainly a number of studies that show that People with graduate degrees earn more than people who earn bachelor's degrees, who in turn earn more than those with associate degrees, who in turn earn more than those with no college degree, and certainly tons more than those with just a high school diploma. Yeah, and we do like to look at those studies. We like to look at the studies like what Georgetown did a few years ago, where they they showed that, you know, if you've got a bachelor's degree... And then you go on and get a master's degree or a doctoral degree or or a professional degree. You know, you could make a million dollars more over your lifetime. And that's a nice thought. But the reality of the situation is that's not the whole story. These are general trends. But what really matters for you as an individual depends on a number of other factors, including your field of study. Yeah. So some fields will benefit greater than other fields in terms of what a master's degree will do for you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm kind of an anomaly in that I'm, of course, in in the humanities. I have a communications degree and then I went on and got a master's degree in journalism. And I'm kind of an anomaly in that I actually make pretty decent money from what I do. A lot of people in the humanities, though, going on well, first of all, going on is is a requirement in a lot of humanities. Like if you're doing psychology, if you want to make more money, you do have to go on. But the pay bump isn't as great if you're in some of these other areas. So it's important to kind of take a step back. I mean, honestly, if I'd gotten a bachelor's degree in journalism, there was no reason for me to go on and get a master's degree. The pay bump and something like that is just not going to be big enough. But maybe for someone who's taking a path through their education in the business field or science would have a higher bump. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's and that's something that's a little different as well. It depends on your field. You're not going to get a big bump if you're running around in the communications 
field and, and trying to get a master's degree, but you know, public relations, that kind of stuff. But if you go ahead and get a advanced degree in business, uh, then yeah, you're going you're gonna to get a little bit of a bump. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because on that respect, when I was working for a large corporation, they paid for me to go and pursue my master's in business, uh, my MBA. So I did do that. They were willing to pay. So I figured, well, why not? I'm not going to go any further into debt. I'm going to get an education while I'm still working. And it could pay off for me in the long run. There seems to be overall a bump in income with uh, if for, for people who pursue MBA degrees. And looking back on my life, yes, I did have I, I did have a change in income around the same time that my MBA was completed. However, that had very little to do with my MBA and more to do with the fact that I started working for myself and became fairly successful doing so. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. You you do need to kind of try and see if you can balance that out is do you have the ability to go out on your own and possibly make more? I mean, the whole reason why I am able to support myself and make a decent living despite my humanities degrees is that I am not working in a traditional journalism job. If I had got my master's degree in journalism and gone to work for a magazine or a newspaper, I would not be in the situation I'm in right now. I'd be in a worse situation. Uh, Many of my cohorts are not seeing the same kind of uh, financial income just because they pursued a different kind of route. So being able to look at that and say, well, does it make sense for me to go ahead and pursue this to try and make more money? Or could I do better? Like you said, if, if I go out on my own and we had a discussion recently about that on our, uh, on our live, our adulting TV live segment with Eva Baker about how she's scaling back her school pursuits to go ahead and start making money with her own business. Yeah. You know, a lot of time education isn't all about earning more money, um, immediately. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things that you can get out of, you know, whether it's, whether you're pursuing your master's or your bachelor's, there are a lot of things that you can get out of school that just go well beyond money. And I think that as financial writers, we tend to forget about that sometimes. And education is more than just job training. Your master's is more than just job training. You do, depending on where you go to school, and this is these are things that you have to evaluate for yourself, you receive much more than this theoretical or statistical bump in annual salary. But you do receive things that could help you along the way uh, increase that. It's just not always a direct relationship. You go to another school and you create new networks. There are people who are studying along with you who could help you out and you can help them throughout your careers for the rest of your lives. You become part of an alumni network. Um, And I can tell you firsthand that when it was discovered that I was a graduate of the University of Delaware, in terms of where I was writing, it certainly created a a much closer relationship with people I know who also attended the same school, who are also exploring the same field. 
and I've given that back. I've also looked and have been excited to see when people I work with are also graduates of the University of Delaware. And I have, you know, perhaps maybe subtly given them some opportunities, not based solely on that, of course, but, you know, it just creates a great connection that is a good form of relationships. And of course, that was my undergraduate school. But the same thing is true of, you know, if you attend Harvard Business School or Harvard Law School, you're going to find that the alumni network is so strong that you will have opportunities perhaps not available to you had you not pursued that education or had you pursued that education elsewhere. And sometimes prestige is a factor in some schools. It doesn't always matter where you went to school or how prestigious it was. But one thing that I did find as I was billing myself as a journalist and as I was trying to really capitalize on my journalism degree to set me apart from the other freelance writers out there one of the things I found is it was an asset to me to be able to say, yeah, I graduated from Syracuse University uh, because Syracuse University is a, one of the top three journalism schools in the country. Being able to say that to people, for a lot of people, it's like, oh, well, it's Columbia or nothing. But the reality is, is Syracuse University is kind of up there and it's one of the top three. And people who I was talking to and who were kind of in that space understood that. And as a result, I did get a little bit more, uh, a few more opportunities. I was able to kind of uh, show my credibility a little bit more just for coming out of that school. And prestige doesn't always translate into uh, better jobs or better opportunities, but it can help. And so when you're, when you're getting your graduate degree, kind of think about well, it's more expensive to go to a prestigious school, uh, but is it going to even out in the end? And for me, it happened to, uh, and depending on what your major is and what you're doing and what your, what that school specializes in, uh, you, you could get a little bit of help uh, just from that name recognition. So that's something to think about as well. Yeah, and along with uh, creating these networks and the prestige, you'll also have opportunities through your graduate school to to perform service that you might not have the opportunity to or might not even know about. This is a great way to make yourself known in your field, to have something very strong to add to your resume, to, to look impressive to other people. And I think it it's a benefit that you may not have realized is out there unless you pursue further education and be part of that community. Yeah, and I think a lot of grad school is like anything else in life. You get out what you put into it. So if you go into it and, and you look at it as, I'm going to do more than just jump through these poops, check off these boxes on my list – and you go through that and you don't get the same experience. But if you can go through and say, okay, I'm going to do these experiences. I'm going to make the most of this. What can I learn beyond just the book learning? What can I do to get in there and really be involved, really provide some service, really grow as a person? And if you can use this as an opportunity to grow as a person, then it's not always about the money. And that's one of the things that I really like actually about the younger Gen Xers and upcoming millennials is a lot of them are really more interested in growing as people and having something that fulfills them and helps them progress as people. And it's not always just about the money. We, uh, we need money. I mean, we have to have money to survive and money is an important factor and affordability is an important factor. 
But I like that we can start looking at things and we're at a kind of place in time where we can say, okay, is this going to help me grow as a person? And am I going to get some satisfaction out of this? And will I be better at the end of this? And what you put into it and where you choose to go to, to graduate school can help you do that. And I think that that's an important consideration. You know, I really don't like the idea of approaching education through the narrow lens of ROI, whether you're getting a return on the money that you put in for the education in terms of a financial return in the end by earning that money back quicker than you would have and earning more money throughout your lifetime. You know, education, whether it's a grad degree or an undergrad degree, is so important to creating who we are as individuals and what values are important to us. That That is all formed through our education and the experiences that we have. And ROI is just a narrow-minded view. But that being said, we still have to consider it for practical reasons. We don't want to jeopardize our future thinking that we're going to become better people or we're going to eventually, you know, earn some more money down the road. I mean, I think it's a good chance of that happening most of the time, um, again, depending on the field, but it's something that's not guaranteed. So we do have to look and see what kind of jeopardy we're putting our finances in if we do continue pursuing a grad degree. And I think that's a great point. So as you go on to look at, well, can I afford graduate school? Does it make sense for me? Affordability is a big thing. You do need to pay attention to cost. And sometimes you can you can get the benefits of a graduate degree without paying as much if you pick a different school. I know I mentioned prestige a little bit earlier, but the reality of the situation is I could probably do just as almost just as well. Uh, if I had gone to a less expensive school uh, for my grad degree. And that's just that's just reality right there. So you can kind of pay those costs, make it a little more affordable. I also like what you talked about earlier, Harlan, about, well, does your employer have a program that will offer some tuition reimbursement? Will they help you pay for the school? So even if you're not going to a, what you would consider a prestigious school, hey, you know whatever they pay for is great. And if it gets you that degree, even better. But you do want to pay attention. Are you going to be able to afford those payments when you get done? If you're getting a student loan, can you afford it? And is it going to be easy for you to afford it? Also, look at some of the professions that are changing. One thing that really interested me recently, there's a report from CNBC that shows that that indicates that law school is actually falling in terms of what kind of uh, ROI you can get for it. And this was just very interesting to me because there are so many lawyers in my family. And uh, so it, it was interesting to, me to look at that and then also to look at uh, some of the relatives I have that uh, are looking at their pile, their mountain of student loan debt from law school and saying, oh my gosh, I can't find a job that will help me pay that back. And so look at the changing economy, look at the future, because I remember what, 20 years ago, it was like lawyers, man, that was the way to make money. And now it may not be the case. Yeah. And we like to think that we can predict these things. And we know what <laughs> fields are going to be the most beneficial in the long term. I mean, for a while, it was like, uh, you know, you lawyers and doctors are, you know, give you the best chance of earning a lot of money over the long term. And that has certainly shifted. Um, that isn't the case so much anymore. 
enough people have been pursuing those types of degrees that we have a lot of general practitioners, both in medicine and in law. The supply and demand has worked out such that there are too many doctors and lawyers who don't specialize, and uh, the society can get by paying them less. Now, of course, these are still great jobs to have, and you will you will do well uh, if you do pursue these degrees. However, it's something to keep in mind that you know you might want to specialize in something if you're looking to quickly pay back some of the loans and some of the costs of getting those degrees. And I like that point about specializing. You you do want to be able to sit back and say, okay, you know, once again, it goes back to that branding we've talked about in the past and setting yourself apart. And one of the things you also have to think about as you're thinking about whether to specialize or go to grad school, how is it going to impact your life? Mm-hmm. What is what is going on? I know from experience that grad school can impact your life. My grad school experience impacted my life. And my ex-husband's grad school experience was probably one of the stressors that ultimately led to a breakdown in our marriage. Yeah, the, the, the amount of work that you need to do for a graduate degree, of course, varies from school to school, degree to, to degree, but you can assume that it is going to be a lot of hard work that you have to do. It is a lot of intense study, research, writing. Uh, there's a lot that you have to do, and it will take over your life. Are you ready for that sort of time commitment? Are you ready for that sort of stress? Is your partner ready for that kind of stress? Your family dynamics will be affected. Your relationships will be affected. You have to determine whether you want that type of effect uh, happening in your relationship and decide what your priorities are. There are a lot of other factors, I think, that contributed to the end of my marriage, but definitely the stressors that came with uh, my husband's course of study and the intensity of it and the time spent away and just... uh, Feelings of, you know, am I supporting him enough? Do I need to support him more? Do I need to back off and, you know, and be less overt in my expressions of support? There's a lot of weird balancing that goes on when you start having these uh, these situations. And so you need to be prepared for it. You need to be ready to communicate with your partner. And you both need to be totally on board with what is happening and then, like you mentioned, there's got to be some prioritizing. There's, you, you have to be able to say, okay, so this particular paper isn't perfect or this particular situation isn't perfect, but I'm going to step back and I'm going to work on, I'm going to go to my kid's concert. I'm going to go work on my relationship with my partner. I'm going to go visit my dad. I, at some point, you've got to be able to say, too, in your grad school career, you've got to say, okay. It's okay if I get a B in this class because these other things in my life are more important. And so that priority, that's where that prioritization comes in as well. You need to be able to know yourself and say, am I going to be okay getting a B if these other things in, in my life can be salvaged? All right. So what are the if, if you're faced with this decision or you're just wondering whether this is something, a grad degree is something that you want to pursue. What are some of the things that you can do now to get you closer to making that decision? Yeah. So the first thing, as so many things are when we talk on this show, is to really think about yourself and what you can handle. So the first thing you need to do is sit down and consider, uh, do you really want to spend more time in school? Is this really something you want to do? Are the benefits, whether they're monetary or non-monetary, are those benefits worth the amount of time you're going to spend in school? I personally love school. I love being in school. I love 
I love the whole situation. And so for me, a lot of the time, the idea of going back to school uh, at some point for me is is exciting because I like that environment. But if you don't like that environment, you need to answer that question. The other issue is, can you work and matriculate at the same time? If you can't afford to just quit your job and just go to school full time, you need to figure out if you can make that balance. Uh, And then you also need to see what classes from the past are going to carry over. Because in some programs, like for instance, I was looking at some MBA programs, uh, there are some basic classes that I would need to take that my undergraduate classes don't quite fit the bill for. So you need to see what's going to work and whether it's going to transfer over. Yeah, you know, I think um, there are people who like the life of academia, and I could picture myself in that situation. Um, It's just a question of whether I want to pursue the type of work necessary in order to live that type of life. Maybe, you know, when I retire, I'll work for a university somewhere. Who knows? (laughs) That would be awesome. Another thing is start researching. Uh, Research the program you're interested in. Research the salary prospects. uh, Research what type of workload you're looking at. Research the schedule. There are a lot of things that you can research. Uh, One of the things I was doing when I was looking at an MBA program was I actually went ahead and talked to somebody from the school. And I said, well, tell me about uh, when do you have the classes? Uh, How... How many times do you meet each week? Are these, uh, in this particular program, they were non-traditional, so they happened in the evening. And I said, well, what about day classes? Is there any way I could take a day class? And so research, get into the nitty gritty about it uh, and really uh, look at some different programs. A lot of programs have some online aspects nowadays, which can help you. So do that research. Look at the costs and see if it makes sense for you. And then look at a site like payscale.com or salary.com to see what kind of return you can expect and kind of compare that to what you're going to spend overall. Yeah, I think the best part of that is talking to people who have gone through what you're looking to go through. So find those people and reach out to them and do what you can to learn more about the process and learn what to expect from people who have actually done it. Don't just look online to find the details of the programs that you're considering, which of course you absolutely do need to do. You just need to do more than that. You need to go out there, find people and talk to them. Uh, Visit campuses, speak to students, just find someone in the department that you're looking at and talk to them. Yeah, I really like that. And we kind of talked about this a little bit in the other two things, but uh, if you're really getting to that point where you're trying to make a decision, set up a meeting with an advisor uh, to consider the alternatives and the prospects and set up a meeting too with a financial counselor who can help you see what your options are in terms of student loans or scholarships or grant money. All right, we have a listener question. Um, I'm considering a graduate program. I think it will be best for my career. However, the program I want to pursue involves a move across the country. Is that something that would be worthwhile? Oh, man, that's a loaded question, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's really all about your personal circumstance. So this is something that I have a lot of experience with because I've done it twice. I did it. We did it once for me when we moved across the country. We moved from Utah to New York to go to Syracuse for my journalism degree. And then we moved back 
from Syracuse back to Utah uh, because my husband realized that after he was into his master's program uh, at Syracuse, it wasn't really doing what he needed it to do. It wasn't working for what he wanted to do uh, with his career as he got into it. And he realized that it would be better for his career if we moved to Utah and he got his PhD from, from Utah State. And so that's what we did because uh, it worked out that way. And and in the end, it's it actually did work out really well for his career and it helped his career along the way. And it gave him a lot of opportunities for research that he would not normally have had. And so it did work out really well for him, but it was kind of a gamble. Uh, I was on board with it. I could work from home. And so that made it a little easier because one of the things you have to think about is how are you going to pay for that? Uh, if you move across the country, how are you going to pay for that? Uh, if you're being offered a teaching assistantship and you're going to have a stipend or if you have a fellowship or if you have some sort of uh, financial compensation, that's a little bit easier. The other thing you have to think about is your family situation. Mm -hmm. It was just me and my husband and our son, and he was pretty young when we made both of those moves. It would be harder to make the move now. And it was hard to make the last two moves, the last two cross-country moves that my son and I made. One, when we moved out to Pennsylvania for his job, and then the other, when we moved back to Idaho after the divorce. And so you have to think about that. How is it going to impact your family in your relationships, it's only you can kind of figure that out, but you do need to look at those factors and you need to say, well, what's the cost of living where I'm moving to? Uh, am I going to be able to afford it? Am I going to be able to find a job? Or if you have a partner, is my partner going to be able to find a job? And how does my partner feel about supporting me while I go through this program? And it's, it's something you have to have a holistic look at because it's not just about, hey, is this going to help my career? Because in some cases, you might be able to say, well, I can get the same degree at a closer school and it'll still help my career just fine, but it'll cost a lot less and disrupt my life a lot less as well. So think about those. Uh, what do you think, Harlan, now that I've gone on forever? Well, I think you're exactly right, first of all. I think grad school, the people pursuing graduate degrees are more likely to have already started a family. And that has a big impact on the decision to move somewhere a distance from where you're perhaps settling down now. It's all about priorities. The benefits of attending a certain school have to outweigh the drawbacks of staying where you are and not pursuing that opportunity. I love that so many schools now are offering online courses. It makes it easier to matriculate at a school that might be a little uh, bit of a distance from you. I pursued an online MBA. It was a whole lot of work. It was uh, likely just as much, if not more work, than pursuing the same degree at a similar level, uh, traditional, for lack of a better word, school. You know, I, I was probably a little ahead of the game, and online degrees are not given as much prestige as degrees from traditional universities. However, I still think online learning is a great tool, and you can earn degrees from traditional universities, even taking a lot of classes online. So you should definitely add that into your research and see if that is something that you can do, especially if you really, really want to attend uh, a school. It sounds almost like it's mostly for the degree or the prestige than for the experience of being on campus of that school. And uh, add that into your research and see whether that's something that would help make the process of earning that degree easier. To your point about online degrees, a lot of schools now offer entire degree programs online. Uh, they're very expensive. But when they 
give you your diploma, there is nothing to indicate that you got that online. And it's, you know, like the executive MBA program at UNC. There is no difference between getting that diploma than if you were right there on campus at UNC or if you did their program online. So that's something to think about, too, when you're talking about, well, uh, online degrees aren't uh, seen as legitimate or you might have a have a problem with seeing that. It depends on where you're, what school you're talking about, too. These programs that are run by more traditional schools, there's not going to be a difference between the degree and, and the, the prestige with it. Yeah, in terms of prestige, of course, if yeah. you are looking for an on-campus experience, if you're looking to those opportunities where you can just run into people and make connections, then you won't have those opportunities, but you'll have some others because when you're working online towards a degree, chances are you'll be doing more group work and that will give you great opportunities to meet people who are pursuing the same degree and might have opportunities for you later on. That's a really great point. And I think that brings us to the end of our show this week. Thank you for joining us for Adulting. Make sure you check us out at adulting.tv. Join us on Facebook for a discussion. What do you look for in a graduate school situation? Are you thinking about going to grad school or are you going to do something else? Let us know and tell us why in our Facebook community. Go and find us there. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. And leave us a review. And remember to act like a grown-up until we see you next week. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. Adulting.tv